Hello, September. We are back to school. Fall is just around the corner. And before you know it, we will be in election mode. Welcome to Henrico Happenings. I'm Kristen Smith. And I'm Victoria Davis. Listen, Henrico County voters will have the opportunity to participate in a bomb referendum to approve more than $511 million in funding for proposed county capital projects. This includes new and renovated schools, firehouses and parks, and so much more. And so to tell us all about it is Deputy County Manager for Administration, Brandon Hinton, a.k.a. the Bond Man. Welcome. Oh, the Bond Man. Welcome to Henrico Happiness, Brandon. Thanks for being here. It is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, so let's start at the very beginning and just break it down for us. What is a bond referendum? Because those words don't necessarily strike sure. a chord with everyone. Sure. Well, we've had a number of these over the years, a number of what we call bond referendum. Uh, but essentially, this is how we build large infrastructure in Henrico County. So if you look at previous referendum, the 2016 referendum, for example, and you look at infrastructure like a Tucker High School, for example, the New Holland Springs High School, the expansion of Holiday Elementary School, Glover Park, I mean, these are all assets that would not have been possible without a bond referendum. Um, so breaking it down further, Virginia law actually requires counties to go to referendum to issue what's called general obligation bonds, mm -hmm. which is the lowest form of, or the lowest cost form of debt a county can incur. Uh, Henrico is one of 48 AAA rated counties in the country. So what that means is we can issue bonds at the utmost cheapest level uh, and build amazing infrastructure like, you're, uh, like you see around the community. Okay. So, Brandon, we know that um, for our 2022 general election, there are going to be four questions on the ballot. So just start with the why four questions. Sure, Victoria. I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, so you go back decades in Henrico and look at previous referenda, we have always broken out our questions into multiple categories. Mm -hmm. So a question for schools, for example, a question for perhaps a libraries, which you won't find on this ballot, uh, recreation parks and others. Um, we have, and the Board of Supervisors has believed that this is the most transparent way to hold a bond referendum. Mm -hmm. It's the most democratic way to hold a bond referendum. If I'm a voter and I agree with a school's question, I can vote yes for a school's question. If I'm a voter and I believe recreation and parks is a poor investment, I can vote no on that question. And, um, and that's, that's their right to do so. That's their democratic right to do so. Uh, that is why we put it forward this way. It's a credibility. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's a credibility issue for us. And, um, and we want to hear from our citizens. And, you know, Virginia law requires a referendum, but we really embrace that referendum. In fact, um, we have over 140 meetings scheduled in the community right wow. now. We've gone through about half of those. We have a lot more forthcoming. Uh, in fact, I'm going to put a plug in while I'm here. <laughs> if anyone's listening and would like us to come out to a group, to an HOA, to a home, we'll talk to two people. We'll talk to 200 people. We have. Uh, but it's all about educating people. Yeah. So the questions on the ballot are very complicated questions, very legalese questions. Um, and we want people to understand what those questions mean. And then they have an informed vote as to whether I want to vote yes or vote no. Right. Okay, so why don't you start with, with the first question? Sure. Uh, so the first question on the ballot will be a school's question. Victoria, you noted $511 million total. Mm -hmm two-thirds of that total going to our school system, so over $340 million. Um, if you recall from the 2016 referendum, the last one, that was a heavy investment in schools as well. Much like that referendum, 
We're taking uh, the opportunity to address aging infrastructure in Henrico. Uh, so believe it or not, over half of our schools in Henrico are over 60 years old. Yeah. Um, good governments take the time to address aging infrastructure. Mm -hmm. uh, I won't go into examples, but you can even see in the region um, what has happened if localities don't take and don't address aging infrastructure. That's not something we do. We do it very well, but they are very expensive projects. Uh, you'll see five questions uh, or five projects on that school's question that take uh, would rebuild four schools that are um, that have various needs of need or various uh, reasons for need. Uh, but most of those, all of those, are built in the 50s and 60s, except for one. Quaxon Middle School is built in 1970, but has a number of challenges there as well. But taking care of our infrastructure, four rebuilds of older schools and a significant renovation of Johnson Elementary School mm -hmm. to make sure these schools provide the 21st century educational needs um, of our community. Um, and then the school's question also offers two new elementary schools to address capacity, one uh, across from Virginia Center Commons and one in the, uh, the far west end. There were capacity issues pre-COVID in the far west and um, you know, post-COVID, we're seeing that as folks come back to school, we're seeing the same need. Mm -hmm. There is a need for a new elementary school in that, um, in that magisterial district. Uh, and then VCC, there's a lot of residential coming. There's a new subdivision yeah. called River Mill that's across from Virginia Center Commons. We actually own land within that development where this school would be located. And then Virginia Center Commons is under a transformation mm -hmm. unlike any it's ever seen. We're building an indoor sports facility out there that's helping to anchor new investments, but there's a significant residential component that's coming in that we're expecting is going to generate some new elementary school kids, and we're trying to get ahead of that. It's very difficult to get ahead of capacity, but we try to stay ahead of capacity needs in Henrico County. And then the last project within schools is a really unique project called an environmental living building outed up some piece of land that you all um, and our folks listening may remember we purchased a couple years ago out at Wilton Farm. Mm -hmm. uh, this would be the first uh, construction on that site. Uh, the uh, new specialty center at Verona High School for environmental studies opened up. Wow. This facility would be supporting that specialty center, but also allowing kids to come in from all over the county to come get their hands dirty in the soil or, get, or learn about aquatic life on the James because the land butts up to the James mm -hmm. and just learn about environmental science. Uh, it's a highly unique project. It's one that um, if we actually win the living challenge, which we're trying to do, there's a living building challenge for those of you that have time to research that. If we're successful in that, we'll be the first, uh, first uh, building, living building in a K-12 environment in North America, is my understanding. Wow. So yet another way to distinguish our school system from others, because I think we all know how important school facilities are Absolutely. Uh, to our community as a whole, to our economic development, to all that we do, school system, our school system, the quality is everything for, for a quality local government. All right, and then we have question two. I think that talks about our recreation and parks project. Sure. Uh, so we made a significant investment in 2016 in our park structure. Uh, we don't want to let off the gas mm -hmm. on that momentum. Yeah. Uh, there are three projects that uh, would be funded with a yes vote on this referendum. One of those projects is a new athletic village out mm -hmm. in the Three Chop District on land that we've owned 
uh, for a number of years off Kane Road across from Firehouse 19. Um, and, and what's really unique about that project is the site also has a, a, uh, a location for a new high school at some point down the road, not on this referendum, but on a future referendum, where that high school would share facilities with this athletic village as we're cognizant of, um, of the amount of green space we have in that area and that's shrinking with development and other things. So how can we better utilize facilities? It's um, Athletic Village for sports tourism purposes on the weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, sports tourism has, a, has been a very successful part of our economic development strategy for many years. And with the hire of Dennis Bickmeyer, who I know you all have spoken to in one of these, uh, and his team, we're trying to build upon that in many different ways. But giving him some new assets to promote on the weekends. But down the road when the high school is constructed, this would be shared athletic facilities during the day for student use mm -hmm. with the high school. So again, thinking about what's possible, not just now, but long-term. Uh, second park is uh, Deep Bottom Park. M many people might be familiar with. Uh, it's in dire need of a renovation, of a complete over, uh, overhaul. Uh, and that's what this would do. It'd be $7 million that would shore up the shoreline, 650-foot mm -hmm. uh, shoreline of, uh, of James River frontage and a new boat ramp that is also sorely needed in that area, among other amenities. And then the third project um, within Recreation Parks being a continuation and the finalization of the Tuckahoe Creek Park project, which is uh, still under construction in phase two currently. Uh, the intent here in the boardwalk, if you're familiar, if you've been mm -hmm. out there, oh, yeah. the intent is to take that boardwalk and go from uh, all the way from Patterson Avenue to Broad Street which is almost six miles of boardwalk. Yeah. Uh, but also, and really important to the community that lives near there, is addressing permanent parking. Because yeah. it's a busy That's park. That's a big thing over there. It's and a, it's an yeah. awesome of neighborhood, okay. so mm -hmm. it is. parking and, would be and good. Parking, it's a very popular park, and mm -hmm. parking is just really inadequate. So folks are parking in those residential areas, and we know that's a problem. We're trying to fix that problem with this $5 million allocation for Tucker Creek Park. Oh, I'd love to see the boardwalk extended because it really is. It's just it's, beautiful yeah. and it's a different kind of park compared to the rest of our fabulous parks. Yeah, right. highly unique and one that, that the Tuckahoe residents I know are very proud of and Absolutely. is generating folks from other localities too, from Goochland, which is right next mm -hmm. door, and others. And again, been a very uh, popular attraction. And uh, six miles of boardwalk is is unheard of, mm -hmm. especially in this region. So it would be an incredible amenity should we be able to pull this off. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about question three. We're talking uh, 83, a little over $83 million for fire station and public safety facility improvements. Yeah, so much like the school system and the aging infrastructure, we have to take care of all of our facilities. And we have a number of firehouses that were built in the 1960s and 70s. This is before we offered EMS service. Uh, this is before we've grown uh, mm -hmm. as as a fire as a um, a fire unit. Um, in fact, the, these buildings were built for two units. They are now housing three. Uh, so it's a lot of folks packed into a facility that wasn't built for that. Mm -hmm. And then more importantly, we are diversifying as um, as a firefighter uh, staff. We have much more women back in the '60s and maybe early '70s. Women firefighters were few and far between. Uh, now, almost 10% of our firefighter workforce are females, and many of these facilities were built with one bathroom, 
with, uh, with one bunk unit that doesn't make, uh, make it conducive for, for male-female populations to be serving um, at the same time in the same space. Uh, so three fire stations we would actually be knocking down completely and rebuilding, two of those actually relocating. Uh, fire has gotten really good about collecting data um, response time, their goal in every response for a first response is five and a half to seven minutes. If there are gaps in that, they're, they're fixing those gaps with relocation of existing fire stations um, to better serve the public. And, and it doesn't get more important than first response. Mm -hmm. uh, also looking at some aging fire stations, Chief Alton calls his teenage firehouses, 14, 15, 16, and 17. They would receive uh, some substantial renovations as well for some of the same reasons, plus some additional space to allow for all the things we talked about with a diverse population, uh, but also giving firefighters some additional um, spaces that currently they don't exist, places right. to house their turnout gear when they come back from a fire. Um, it's proven scientifically that carcinogens in fire cause cancer, and we owe it to our firefighters who, who uh, put their lives in the line to save people, um, to save our community in, a, in an event like that, to, to be safe. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, uh, and then... And, and, and then if I can, the, yeah. there's one uh, additional project that, well, there's two additional projects. One is a fire training facility where um, our folks are currently training on infrastructure that was built maybe 40 plus years ago. Mm. And if you look at residential infrastructure and, and what's happening right now with all the multifamily residential and other popular amenities, uh, we're actually looking to replicate a small village or a small city with two over two condos, with apartments and others. So firefighters and police officers can train on modern residential infrastructure. It's about response time, but also preparation when they arrive and to have that real life experience in, um, in situations that are life and death. Mm. Um, we would be very unique. I think we'd be the first uh, local government to have something like this in Virginia. And there are very few across the nation that have something like this. But again, another way to separate our folks from others and, and try to be the best at core, core service. And then finally, an animal, um, an animal adoption center is being proposed uh, on the same piece of property on the, that we talked about, the Athletic Village in the mm -hmm. Future High School in the same parcel of land, where um, thanks to Mr. Brannon and, and some efforts, have actually found a third party to operate. So we'll build the facility. The Henrico Humane Society has agreed to come in and operate that on their dime, keeping that cost off our taxpayers. And the idea being uh, it's a, it's a no-kill shelter. Mm -hmm. Uh, which we're actually in the process of naming. We don't want to yeah. call it a no-kill shelter. Um, but also the facility would have a, um, a front-of-house operation where uh, families can go in and actually see dogs, get the love on dogs and cats, animals that need another home, but give them a chance to bond with these animals. Uh, I jokingly say that my wife is not allowed to walk into those facilities again. <laughs> uh, we've been in three in the past few years, and we have three animals at home. So you do the math. Uh, we, we don't need a fourth. So, uh, but I hope other people do, and I hope people find a, a very um, find that to be a unique solution and, and one that's necessary in Henrico. We do, currently do not have one like this. It does seem that the community, at least since we've asked them to help name it, has embraced the idea. So 
Yeah, we've got a lot of really positive comments and, yeah. and feedback from from this. And uh, what better way to ingratiate the public to the idea than to have them name it the, the facility? And that was an idea from uh, from Mr. Brandon, uh, whose district this facility would be in. But let's get that input from the public and um, and make it a, make it a thing, make it a big deal. Yeah, they've sent in some great suggestions. I haven't seen they the have. list. I really oh. look forward to seeing it. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. It's a lengthy list, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so we thank you for your submissions, definitely. All right. And let's see. We have one more question. So the last question, which is the fourth question on the ballot, um, this is going to reference about $50 million for flood prevention and storm um, water drainage projects. Sure. And, and I think um, you can ask virtually any member of the community what stormwater issues cause, the problems they cause in the community, whether it's your backyard flooding. Mm -hmm. We have thousands of homes with a moderate rain whose backyard floods. Um, and if we have an even bigger storm, it's just that much more exacerbated. Uh, but we have whole ruts flooded out, which cause a number of issues, especially if there's a hurricane or some sort of significant water event, which we've had more and more over the past four or five years for uh, fire trucks to be able to pass through school buses, uh, folks being able to get to work. Mm -hmm. and, and these are roads that are literally flooded out and are, are just not passable. Uh, we have over 8,000 uh, complaints that we've logged of drainage issues around the county. This is all five magisterial districts. This is east, west, north, south. There are drainage problems all over the county. So $50 million, we allocate a couple million dollars a year towards this effort which allows us to do some smaller projects. Mm -hmm. But these things are really, really expensive to really fix problems in the community that address multiple hundreds of homes. So we're looking, this is our first foray or significant foray into the area of stormwater drainage and really fixing some significant problems out there. And um, I would suggest that, um, so this $50 million allocation, should it be approved, would be the first of multiple request in future referenda for drainage and, and stormwater related projects. But we have to start somewhere. Yeah. And once we finish the, the low hanging fruit, if you will, the ones that maybe cost the least but impact the most, let's get those done first and then we can get to the next level and then the next level and do this as a community. But it really is a quality of life issue that um, the board is trying to address. We've done a great job of explaining exactly which question yes. addresses what um, I know there are people out there who would like to learn more, and you've done over 70, as you said, um, community meetings or meetings with neighborhoods or HOAs or just, like you said, you'll meet with two, you'll meet with 200. Um, right. If someone's interested in setting up a meeting, what do they need to do? Uh, two, two ways I would suggest. One, we have a website. If for anyone who wants to find out more information on the referendum, it's henrico.us backslash bonds. Mm -hmm. There's a button there where you can actually request a meeting. I've had multiple people, I know it works. <laughs> I've, I've had multiple meeting requests through that portal. But most easily, just contact me directly. Um, my email address is hin at henrico.us. Uh, my direct office line is 501-4515. My cell phone is 221-9165. Please reach out to me directly. I promise you, we're not saying no to anyone. Uh, we have nights coming up where we're 15, 20 deep. Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to send someone. If it's not me, you'll see someone else come and just explain what it is that we're asking our citizens to vote on. Uh, we'll take five minutes. We'll take 30. You tell us. 
how much time and, and we'll make sure to cover that information. And the most important thing about these community meetings is the opportunity to answer questions. Mm -hmm. If you have a question, then you have a way to answer those questions or and we'll have staff to do so. And we do have a couple of what we call countywide meetings coming up as well. I think the next one is September the 6th. Yep, September the 6th at 6 o'clock. Um, and that's going to be in our boardroom at the um, Pam Row location. And then again, October 4th at 6 o'clock in the boardroom at and the Pam Row. Thank Row. you. And that October 4th is an important one because we're mm -hmm. speaking at a lot of back-to-school nights. Mm. Uh, they've allocated five or six minutes for us to speak to large numbers of folks. And I know that's not what they're there for, but again, trying to educate as many people as we can. But we just didn't want to come talk to people and say, here's what's happening. Again, the important piece is you asking us questions. Right. So the October the 4th meeting mm -hmm. is intended to point folks in that direction. If you have a question, email me directly or you have a, uh, a county port or countywide um, meeting that you can address those questions as well. But get those questions answered. Don't let them be questions going into the ballots. Yeah. Uh, and early voting starts in absentee ballot starts September the 23rd. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're, most of our meetings are occurring before that for obvious reasons. But we do have a number that are going into um, to election date, November the 8th, as well. And, and we say no to nobody. So <laughs> seriously, if, if you have a question um, and want someone to show up and answer questions, uh, if I'm not there personally, and I've been a lot of these, uh, somebody, somebody will be. There's a team. Well, you've given out all of your contact info, so <laughs> clearly you're serious about talking to whoever wants to, to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. We look forward to it. You know, another great resource, and just a little bit of a shameless plug, if people go to the Henrico County Government YouTube channel, mm -hmm. we have a bunch of videos that explain yeah. each of the questions. Um, you're featured in some of them, just giving kind of an overall view of, of what it's all about. So that's another resource people can turn to as well. Absolutely. And those same YouTube videos can be found on the, on the same website, the henrico.us backslash bonds as well. Uh, so there is a lot of information. One of the coolest pieces of that is uh, on the site is actually a thumbnail, a, a map that mm -hmm. shows uh, that your PR team uh, helped create that shows the physical location of, of each project. project. So you can see the touch points of, of every single community in the county uh, and, and making sure that we touch all areas of the county. So there's a benefit for, uh, for all. And I was going to say, just talking about community and reaching every person um, that's a part of our Henrico family, we have our brochure in 15 different languages. So we're leaving no, no one behind. You know, everybody's on board for this, and, and I think that's fantastic. Thank you for bringing that up. I, I failed to mention that. And actually, on that same website, those translations mm -hmm. are available today. Um, uh, we've, we've talked to a number of, of communities, yeah. especially in our school communities, and we have a number of, uh, we have a very diverse mm -hmm. uh, community. Yeah. Um, and the, the appreciation for us b being thoughtful, uh, and I have to thank a number of county staff, Raina Van, yeah. uh, Monica Smith-Callahan, um, and, and you all, uh, you all coming up with the suggestions on how to touch everyone. Um, and, and that's entirely strategic and intentional uh, because, uh, again, that's, that's what we do. We want to make sure to talk to and communicate with every single person, every single voter in Henrico County. Yeah, this is not something we're trying to just whisk by the voters. We want everyone to make an informed decision and know what they're voting for and why. That's mm -hmm. absolutely right. Yes, our, our motto, one county, one community. <laughs> it's the Henrico way. That's right. 
Anything else you'd like to add? No, I, I think that that covers it. Again, I can't stress enough the request for for bringing someone out to your community. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's the way we can really, uh, you know, roll our sleeves up and 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 answer any questions you might have. I, I think that's the most important aspect of this whole process. Um, and we've had a blast doing it because it's a we see this as it's not just a requirement of the Commonwealth to go through and ask these questions. It's a way for us to truly engage with our community and talk to people. And you know, 90% of the questions we get in these communities have nothing to do with the bond referendum. Mm -hmm. It's questions that are on their mind about maybe it's public safety, maybe it's, it's teachers, maybe it's other things. And it's just a way to talk to folks and, and get out there. And, um, and it's also a litmus test. Are we, are we doing what the public wants? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, 2016, we had five questions, all of them passed with 75% or more success. That was by far the most successful referendum this county has ever had. Uh, I'm a competitive person. <laughs> I would love to see more. Um, but again, that's, that's for the public to decide. Right. And uh, our goal is to make sure folks know what a yes vote means and what a no vote means. Can you give an example of what we saw from 2016 that we're looking at today? What was approved in 2016? Sure. We, I mentioned a couple earlier. Mm -hmm. Tucker High School, mm -hmm. probably the one I hear about the on most. Alice on Parham, we call <laughs> it. Right, right. Uh, Highland Springs High School, which looks a lot like Tucker, yeah. but it's a little unique. It's a beautiful new school. Um, and I look at the Holiday Elementary School expansion that occurred. Uh, gosh, uh, Firehouse 20, not too far from where we're sitting yeah, now. Yeah. Um, it's waiting for some roll-up doors. There's some supply chain issues there, but it's ready to go. Uh, we have another firehouse being designed in, uh, in the Verona Magisterial District, Firehouse 23. Um, I mean, I can go on and on. Yeah. We, we renovated, <laughs> oh gosh, Fairfield thank you, Park. Fairfield and Verona yeah. libraries were both constructed with that mm -hmm. referendum. And talk about community assets, those are just gorgeous oh, yeah. gorgeous libraries um, and that shows you again it's large infrastructure they're expensive facilities but they're community facilities right. and, and we believe and the board believes and the school board on the school projects believe that these are these are necessary community facilities um, there's a price tag to them and, and it's our responsibility as, as staff to build these as cheaply as we possibly can to keep that burden off the taxpayer and that's why these general obligation bonds are important. Mm -hmm. It does allow us to take that triple triple A bond rating that we have and fully maximize the value of it to achieve the lowest possible cost. Thank you so much for coming and joining us this morning Absolutely. and, and Thank you for breaking it all down for, yeah. for us and for the public. Thank you. Thank you. So again, don't forget absentee voting um, and in-person voting begins September 23rd and election day is November 8th. If you want more information about anything about the bond referendum, you can go to Henrico.us backslash bonds. But that's going to do it for this episode of Henrico Happenings. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you all in October. Bye. Please go vote. Yes. Please go vote. Please go, go vote. vote. And call Brandon if you have any and questions. And call Brandon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.